0: Welcome to the Chronological Bible Podcast by Love to Kiskeya. We are reading the New Living Translation of the Old Testament. Week 21, Day 5. Isaiah, Chapter 11. Out of the stump of David's family will grow a shoot. Yes, a new branch bearing fruit from the old root. And the Spirit of the Lord will rest on him and the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. He will delight in obeying the Lord. He will not judge by appearance, nor make a decision based on hearsay. He will give justice to the poor and make fair decisions for the exploited. The earth will shake at the force of his word, and one breath from his mouth will destroy the wicked. He will wear the righteous like a belt and truth like an undergarment in that day the wolf and the lamb will live together the leopard will lie down with the baby goat the calf and the yearling will be safe with the lion and the little child will lead them all the cow will graze near the bear the cub and the calf will lie down together the lion will eat hay like a cow the baby will play safely near the hole of a cobra yes A little child will put its hand in a nest of deadly snakes without harm. Nothing will hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain. For as the waters fill the sea, so the earth will be filled with people who know the Lord. In that day, the heir to David's throne will be a banner of salvation to all the world. The nations will rally to him, and the land where he lives will be a glorious place. In that day, the Lord will reach out his hand a second time to bring back the remnant of his people. Those who remain in Assyria and in northern Egypt, in southern Egypt, Ethiopia and Elam, in Babylonia, Hamath and all the distant coastlands. He will raise a flag among the nations and assemble the exiles of Israel. He will gather the scattered people of Judah from the ends of the earth. Then at last the jealousy between Israel and Judah will end. They will not be rivals anymore. They will join forces to swoop down on Philistia to the west. Together they will attack and plunder the nations to the east. They will occupy the lands of Edom and Moab, and Ammon will obey them. The Lord will make a dry path through the Gulf of the Red Sea. He will wave his hand over the Euphrates River, sending a mighty wind to divide it into seven streams so it can easily be crossed on foot. He will make a highway for the remnant of his people, the remnant coming from Assyria, just as he did for Israel long ago when they returned from Egypt. Isaiah chapter 12. In that day you will sing, I will praise you, O Lord. You were angry with me, but not any more. Now you comfort me. See, God has come to save me. I will trust in Him and not be afraid. The Lord God is my strength and my song. He has given me victory. With joy you will drink deeply from the fountain of salvation. In that wonderful day you will sing, Thank the Lord, praise His name. Tell the nations what He has done. Let them know how mighty He is. Sing to the Lord, for He has done wonderful things. Make known his praise around the world. Let all the people of Jerusalem shout his praise with joy. For great is the Holy One of Israel who lives among you. 2 Kings chapter 16 verses 5 and 6 Then King Rezin of Aram and King Pekah of Israel came up to attack Jerusalem. They besieged Ahaz but could not conquer him. At that time, the king of Edom recovered the town of Elath for Edom. He drove out the people of Judah and sent Edomites to live there as they do to this day. 2 Chronicles chapter 28, verses 5-15 through 15. Because of all this, the Lord his God allowed the king of Aram to defeat Ahaz and to exile large numbers of his people to Damascus the armies of the king of Israel also defeated Ahaz and inflicted many casualties on his army. In a single day, Pekah son of Remaliah, Israel's king killed 120,000 of Judah's troops. All of them experienced warriors because they had abandoned the Lord, the God of their ancestors. Then Zikri, a warrior from Ephraim, killed Maseah, the king's son, Azrakam, the king's palace commander, and Elkanah the king's second in command. The armies of Israel captured 200,000 women and children from Judah and seized a tremendous amount of plunder, which they took back to Samaria. But a prophet of the Lord named Oded was there in Samaria when the army of Israel returned home. He went out to meet them and said, "'The Lord, the God of your ancestors, "'was angry with Judah and let you defeat them, "'but you have gone too far killing them without mercy and all heaven is disturbed and now you are planning to make slaves of these people from judah and jerusalem what about your own sins against the lord your god listen to me and return these prisoners you have taken for they are your own relatives watch out because now the lord's fierce anger has been turned against you then some of the leaders of israel azariah son of Jehohanan, Barakiah, son of Meshillamoth, Jezekiah, son of Shalom, and Amasa, son of Hadlai, agreed with this and confronted the men returning from battle. You must not bring the prisoners here, they declared. We cannot afford to add to our sins and guilt. Our guilt is already great, and the Lord's fierce anger is already turned against Israel. So the warriors released the prisoners and handed over the plunder in the sight of the leaders and all the people. Then the four men just mentioned my name came forward and distributed clothes from the plunder to the prisoners who were naked. They provided clothing and sandals to wear, gave them enough food and drink, and dressed their wounds with olive oil. They put those who were weak on donkeys and took all the prisoners back to their own people in Jericho, the city of Palms. Then they returned to Samaria. Second Kings chapter 16, verses 7 through 18. King Ahaz sent messengers to King Tiglath pileser of Assyria with this message: "I am your servant and your vassal. Come up and rescue me from the attacking armies of Aram and Israel." Then Ahaz took the silver and gold from the temple of the Lord and the palace treasury and sent it as a payment to the Assyrian king. So the king of Assyria attacked the Aramaean capital of Damascus and led its population away as captives, resettling them in Kir. He also killed King Rezin. King Ahaz then went to Damascus to meet with King Tiglath-Pileser of Assyria. While he was there, he took special note of the altar. Then he sent a model of the altar to Uriah the priest, along with its design in full detail. Uriah followed the king's instructions and built an altar just like it, and it was ready before the king returned from Damascus. When the king returned, he inspected the altar and made offerings on it. He presented a burnt offering and a grain offering. He poured out a liquid offering, and he sprinkled the blood of peace offerings on the altar. Then King Ahaz removed the old bronze altar from its place in front of the Lord's temple, between the entrance and the new altar, and placed it on the north side of the new altar. He told Uriah the priest, Use the new altar for the morning sacrifices of burnt offering, the evening grain offering, and the king's burnt offering and grain offering, and the burnt offerings of all the people, as well as their grain offerings and liquid offerings." Sprinkle the blood from all the burnt offerings and sacrifices on the new altar. The bronze altar will be for my personal use only. Uriah the priest did just as King Ahaz commanded him. Then the king removed the side panels and basins from the portable water carts. He also removed the great bronze basin called the sea from the backs of the bronze oxen and placed it on the stone pavement. In deference to the king of Assyria, he also removed the canopy that had been constructed inside of the palace for use on the Sabbath day, as well as the king's outer entrance to the temple of the Lord. Second Kings chapter 15, verses 29 through 31. During Pekah's reign, King tilgath pileser of Assyria attacked Israel again, and he captured the towns of Ijon, Abel Beth Maacah. Genoa, Kadesh, and Hazor. He also conquered the regions of Gilead, Galilee, and all of Naphtali, and he took the people to Assyria as captives. Then Hoshea, son of Elah, conspired against Pekah and assassinated him. He began to rule over Israel in the twentieth year of Jotham, son of Uzziah. The rest of the events in Pekah's reign and everything he did are recorded in the book of the history of the kings of Israel. First Chronicles chapter five, verses one through 10. The oldest son of Israel was Reuben, but since he dishonored his father by sleeping with one of his father's concubines, his birthright was given to the sons of his brother, Joseph. For this reason, Reuben is not listed in the genealogical records as the firstborn son. The descendants of Judah became the most powerful tribe and provided a ruler for the nation, but the birthright belonged to Joseph. The sons of Reuben, the oldest son of Israel, were Hanok, Palu, Hezron, and Carmi. The descendants of Joel were Shemaiah, Gog, Shimi, Micah, Reah, Baal, and Bera. Bera was the leader of the Reubenites when they were taken into captivity by King Tiglath-Pileser of Assyria. Bera's relatives are listed in their genealogical records by their clans. Jeel, the leader, Zechariah, and Bela, the son of Azaz, son of Shema, son of Joel. The Reubenites lived in the area that stretches from Orer to Nebo and Baal-Meon. And since they had so many livestock in the land of Gilead, they spread east toward the edge of the desert that stretches to the Euphrates River. During the reign of Saul, the Reubenites defeated the Hagrites in battle. Then they moved into the Hagrite settlements all along the eastern edge of Gilead. 1 Chronicles 5, verses 18-26 through There were 44,760 capable warriors in the armies of Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh. They were all skilled in combat and armed with shields, swords, and bows. They waged war against the Hagrites, the Jeterites, the Naphishites, and the Nadabites. They cried out to God during battle and He answered their prayer because they trusted in Him. So, the Hagrites and all their allies were defeated. The plunder taken from the Hagrites included 50,000 camels, 250,000 sheep, and goats. 2,000 donkeys, and 100,000 captives. Many of the Hagrites were killed in the battle because God was fighting against them. The people of Reuben, Gad, and Manasseh lived in their land until they were taken into exile. The half-tribe of Manasseh was very large and spread through the land from Bashan to baal Ermon, Sinir, and Mount Ermon. These were the leaders of the clans, Ephraim, Ishi, Eliel, Azriel, Jeremiah, Hodaviah. And Jadiel. These men had a great reputation as mighty warriors and leaders of their clans. But these tribes were unfaithful to the God of their ancestors. They worshipped the gods of the nations that God had destroyed. So the God of Israel caused King Pul of Assyria, also known as Tiglath Pileser, to invade the land and take away the people of Reuben, Gad, and the half tribe of Manasseh as captives. The Assyrians exiled them to Hala. Habor, Hara, and the Gozan River, where they remain to this day. Second Kings chapter seventeen verses one and two. Hoshea, son of Elah, began to rule over Israel in the twelfth year of King Ahaz's reign in Judah. He reigned in Samaria nine years. He did what was evil in the Lord's sight, but not to the same extent as the kings of Israel who ruled before him. Second Kings chapter 16 verses 19 and 20. The rest of the events in Ahaz's reign and everything he did are recorded in the book of the history of the kings of Judah. When Ahaz died, he was buried with his ancestors in the city of David. Then his son Hezekiah became the next king. Second Chronicles chapter 28 verse 27. When Ahaz died, he was buried in Jerusalem, but not in the royal cemetery of the kings of Judah. Then his son, Hezekiah, became the next king. 2 Chronicles 29, verses 1 and 2. Hezekiah was 25 years old when he became the king of Judah, and he reigned in Jerusalem 29 years. His mother was Abijah, the daughter of Zechariah. He did what was pleasing in the Lord's sight, just as his ancestor David had done. Micah chapter three, I said, listen, you leaders of Israel, you are supposed to know right from wrong, but you are the very ones who hate good and love evil. You skin my people alive and tear the flesh from their bones. Yes, you eat my people's flesh, strip off their skin, and break their bones. You chop them up like meat for the cooking pot. Then you beg the Lord for help in times of trouble. Do you really expect him to answer? After all the evil you have done, he won't even look at you. This is what the Lord says. You false prophets are leading my people astray. You promised peace for those who give you food, but you declare war on those who refuse to feed you. Now the night will close around you, cutting off all your visions. Darkness will cover over you, putting an end to your predictions. The sun will set for your prophets, and your day will come to an end. Then you seers will be put to shame, and you fortune tellers will be disgraced. And you will cover your faces, because there is no answer from God. But as for me, I am filled with power, with the Spirit of the Lord. I am filled with justice and strength to boldly declare Israel's sin and rebellion. Listen to me, you leaders of Israel. You hate justice and twist all that is right. You are building Jerusalem on a foundation of murder and corruption. You rulers make decisions based on bribes. You priests teach God's law only for a price. You prophets won't prophesy unless you are paid. Yet all of you claim to depend on the Lord. No harm can come to us, you say, for the Lord is here among us. Because of you, Mount Zion will be plowed like an open field. Jerusalem will be reduced to ruins. A thicket will grow on the heights where the temple now stands. Thank you for joining us on this journey through God's Word. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast.